When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D. I'm your host, Jill, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. And Heather. Hi, everybody. And we're here, as always, to talk about New Girl. Today, we're recapping episode number 17, Fancy Man, part one. Before we get into the episode, as always, we're going to pass around the feeling stick and share any general New Girl things we want to discuss. And I am so excited because... The Vulture Festival, which is happening October 26th through the 31st, is having a mini New Girl reunion like we wanted, but they're only reuniting the guys, the four guys from the cast. It costs $30 to buy a virtual ticket and attend. This episode is going to air on October 26th, so hopefully you're listening and it's early in the morning. You can hop online, buy a ticket. They're probably not going to sell out because it's virtual, and they're actually reuniting or interviewing or putting together a lot of uh, Netflix shows, I noticed. I think it looks oh. really interesting. I think I'm going to buy a ticket, and then Ooh. we can talk about it on the episode after it airs. Fun. I know. Joe, did you bring anything for the feeling stick today? Nope, nothing today. Heather? I actually don't either. Now, today marks a first for our podcast. Ooh. We watched the episode together. <laughs> Joe, would you like to share why? Oh, because... <laughs> My daughter watches the show, too, and she messed up my episodes. She messed them up. Yeah, it was all Cassidy's fault. So Joe (laughs) shows up with his notes from season two, episode like 14 or 17 or something, about the Pogos. And I'm looking at his notes while waiting for Heather to get here. I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, you really are writing down some weird stuff. And then I see the word Pogo, and I'm all, oh, God. So we literally just finished New Girl. So this is going to yeah. be a really good episode, I think, for we us to discuss. We might even be able to supersize. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. So the Netflix description... Oh, wait. Did I ask you? No, no one had feelings. No. Okay. So the Netflix description is, Jess reluctantly dates the wealthy father of one of her students. Meanwhile, Schmidt and Winston become ultra competitive while playing trivia. Guest stars from this episode include Randall Park, who plays Will, um, who's one of the cell phone workers. Heather, would you like to discuss who Randall Park is? Oh, he plays the dad on Fresh Off the Boat, and well, which isn't on anymore, but he's a great actor. So he it's is. good to see him. I think he was wearing a wig, but good to see him. Well, that was so old. That was before Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. That, Fresh Off the Boat was 2015. Yeah, that so could have been his hair. later. He was also in a movie called Always Be My Maybe on Netflix, which I really oh. enjoyed. You guys should watch that if you're um, the podcast people, but also Heather and Joe, you should watch it. You both like it. It's just a cute little comedy. Always Be My Baby. My Baby. And Keanu Reeves makes a, a cameo, okay. kind of lengthy cameo in that movie. Okay. Also, I don't, I didn't see um, Aquaman. But apparently Randall Park was in Aquaman because when I looked him up, that came up. So I thought that was interesting. Gets around. We also have a very big guest star in this episode. Ooh. Russell Schiller is played by Dermot Mulroney? Mulroney. Mulroney, I think. And everyone knows who he is because he's been in a thousand things. The most important thing being my best, best friend's, friend's wedding. Best friend's wedding. I, bro- I thought he was only in that. I didn't oh know. Oh my gosh, Heather. He's in several movies and TV shows. Sorry, Dermot. I he, hope you're not listening. He was also in the wedding date with um, the girl from Will and Grace. 
Deborah Messing? Yeah. Oh, he likes things with weddings. I guess so. Yeah. Those are the only two things of his I've seen, so I just like wedding movies, I guess. Yeah. Joe, any thoughts on Randall Park or Dermot Mulroney before I move on? Um, no, I've seen him in My Best Friend's Wedding. That's uh, Julia Roberts. Right. Uh, yeah. That yeah. was just, that just got added to Netflix, so I just watched oh, it. Yeah. It's a great flick. I've never great seen it a thousand flick. times. I like I when they to. all sing. Right. Yeah. So let's get into the episode. So we start in the phone store, a hilarious scene. <laughs> Nick is waiting while his credit's getting run to get a new cell phone. I guess his old one that was a flip phone broke because he's definitely had phone. a cell phone. <laughs> we find out his credit comes back at 250 so the worker's like, oh, I'll, I'll run it again because obviously this isn't correct. Right. And he's like, no, it's right. And he brings out everybody and they start making <laughs> fun of him. How bad did you guys feel for Nick? So embarrassing. Well, that would never happen. Oh, no, that's, that's like illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't share someone's personal information like that. But obviously I felt terrible for him. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Um, in terms of what? Didn't you feel bad for Nick when they were making fun of his credit? That's my question. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple of things with that. Oh. I mean, the first thing is, it's illegal. Yeah, I just right. said that. Right. Yeah, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, you can't have a 250. <laughs> the, lowest, <laughs> the lowest you can have is 350. Oh, really? <laughs> Although, just pointed out, you get 150 for being alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so those were the two things that I caught on that, but... I can relate when my younger days and, and like last week, uh, <laughs> you know, you go to the store and they're like, would you like a credit card? If you pay with your Kohl's card, we'll give you a free Kohl's card and you get this You get that. like 75 million yeah. percent off. And then you got to hold your breath like, oh my gosh, is this going to go or not? Yeah. Or? And it's so embarrassing when they're like, they don't say you get declined. So they're just like, yeah. oh, we're going to get back to you in the mail. Right. And I'm like, but do I get the coupon? <laughs> well, yeah, because you still get, I shouldn't know this, but you still get 15 just for trying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then they're walking outside and just. Wait, just before before we do that, I do think in 2012 it was a little bit harder to get a phone. Like now they like give them away basically with a plan. Probably because they were so well, expensive think, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I went. I think they still run your credit if you go to open a new phone account. Probably. So it's not about getting the phone. I think it's just qualifying for complete yeah. service. Because through no fault of my own, I was laid off in 2011. And I, the next day I went to get a phone because I had a company phone and I was having a heart attack. Like, are they gonna know I'm laid off? Oh my gosh. But I got the phone. No, it's not that deep dive. It's not renting an apartment. Okay, so they're walking outside and um Jess says to Nick, it's okay, you could be like that could be your thing, you could be the guy with the new phone. No phone, excuse me. And then we see Winston, Schmidt, and Shelby coming home from trivia. And we find out that Winston, or I'm sorry, that Schmidt is like a trivia god. Right. And he's amazing. And Shelby's so excited. And Winston's getting visibly annoyed with the situation. And finally gets Shelby out of the room. And Winston, and Schmidt yells, it's your public school education. You'll catch up. <laughs> and jars himself two times. Yeah. I felt so bad for Winston. He takes so many knocks this first season. Yeah. I This isn't my favorite episode for Schmidt's personality. No. But he he was such a zoo that he knew to call the jar on himself. Yeah, that's so true. So that was cool. That's yeah, true. He knew he was being a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that before I go to the next scene, Joe? Um, <clears throat> no, but it, I mean, this scene and the one in the bedroom when Schmidt is working out was funny. 
Yeah, we'll yeah, get there in a minute. Yeah, that was funny But it was too. very funny. Yeah. Uh, well, next scene is at the school, and Jess is cleaning up from teaching her health uh, sex education class. And Mr. Schiller walks in, and it's super awkward and a nightmare from start to finish. She shares um, Mr. Schiller's daughter's art from Dream Sess, which this whole time I thought was called Dream Sets. Me too. And then now with a closed captioning, I'm like, oh, dream sesh, like recess. That makes more sense. I thought it was dream sesh, like a dream session. Yeah. Oh, Joe's right about the, I don't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Closed captioning. I don't do it because it distracts me, but I can understand why. I just miss it. stuff because I'm writing, so I don't see the closed caption sometimes. So if you notice behind her on the chalkboard, she has a list of alternatives to intercourse written down. Yeah. And it's like, go meet a neighbor, meet a friend for coffee, a handshake. Shake. <laughs> They're kind of young for coffee. I yeah. did. Yeah. You know what? I think it actually said decaf coffee. Oh, it did. Yeah. I just noticed that the second time when we were watching with Joe, and I didn't have room to write anything down, but that just caught my eye. So what I like about this scene is, while Jess is obviously intimidated by Russell because he's handsome, or he's rich, or he's fancy, or he's a parent, is two things. One, she's so assertive. Yeah. And so, like, she might lack confidence in other things or, like, be confused, but she's not about being a teacher. And I right. thought that was really cool. And the second is that Jess does so many weird things that the loft or other people don't react to. And Russell reacted exactly how a normal person oh, would. Totally. He's like, uh, okay. And then yeah. kept talking. What did you guys think of their first interaction? Well, she had a Mr. Monogamy sign on. She did. Yeah, good catch. So, I don't know what she was doing there but well she um, was teaching her sex education class yeah and then she's talking about cucumbers and condoms oh, oh yeah and i mean just tell him a lot of stuff and he didn't care he he just wanted his daughter tutored in math yeah yeah but she didn't want her tutored in math well she wants her to learn math yeah but yeah. she felt like dream sass was important too right heather what did you think of their first interaction um well i thought it was funny because jess i love jess's clothes but that outfit did not match she's got the hat on like a chauffeur well that was part of her mr monogamy costume why would mr monogamy wear that hat because she's jess okay and then you know <laughs> fancy of all times to meet a fancy person when you have a Miss, uh, mrs monogamy sign i know and then she does the london accent and he's just like whoa i think i messed up from the plane yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor jess so we uh, go to the principal's office where i'm not understanding how the principal even knows any of this happened unless russell went to her and she's saying jess needs to apologize because he's the third largest donor i assumed he went to her and that they need to um, make her class all about you know math 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 from now on which I found an interesting reaction from that principal because she was getting high at a party a couple episodes before this. Um, so now, Joe, do you want to talk about the scene where Schmidt's working out since you just mentioned it? Yes. So he brags that he's the smartest one in the house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or that Winston is dumber. Well, he said he's the second smartest yeah. until he remembered Jess educates children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was funny how he delivered it to him, but also kind of mean because Winston's just trying to impress his girl. Yeah. Right, right. It's like Schmidt can, can't help himself. He can't stop being Schmidt. Yeah. And I liked how um, he told him, he, oh, oh, you want me to take a dive next time? So arrogant. <laughs> so really that scene just ends up with um, Winston just being more frustrated, I think. Right, guys? Right. And I'm just going to back up a little to Jess and the principal. Do public schools even take donations? Absolutely. Oh, they do. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that they could do that. 
So in the dining room, um, she's discussing her options and saying she has to grovel and the says that she would have she hates groveling, she doesn't want to do it, and she would have lasted two seconds in the kingdom of the Sun King. I think about that all the time. What is the Sun King? I have no clue. Uh, we should have Googled. Joe, do you know? The Sun King? No, I don't know the meaning behind that. Okay, we'll have, to, we'll have to look it up. So Nick uh, is going on his rant about rich people because he's still mad about the cell phone, cell phone thing. And I think it's Winston who says to him, like, you need to calm down. You don't have a phone because you have the credit score of a homeless, homeless ghost. ghost. You weigh more than your credit score. Right. Why would they go and tell him that happened? I would have kept that to myself. Well, he had to explain why he didn't have a phone. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So um, Winston also points out a simple apology is the way to go here. And Jess is like, nope, I'm not going with anyone's option except for Nick's. I'm just going to like rage against the man, basically. <laughs> so next scene, we see Winston and Elvin. Um, and Winston's just saying, you know, what happened to him? I, I love that he thinks it's funny to confide in Elvin. What's wrong, Joe? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were confused. Um, and I like how the child says, wear fake glasses to look smarter. That works for me. Because why would a child be wearing <laughs> fake glasses? That cracked me up. We get back to more of them later. That was just a quick scene. So now we're in the loft and Jess is on the phone talking to Nick and Schmidt on speakerphone on her way to Russell's office. And says her lengthy plan about social Darwinism and the wealth disparity and all the things she's going to say. And she's going to end it with a bluegrass version of Fight the Power. (laughs) Which might be one of the best things that's ever been said on that show. Right. And then her car breaks down. And coincidentally, who comes to help her but Russell, who's driving to his office, literally gives her his car. She doesn't even get her purse. He doesn't get anything out of his car. They just, just make the exchange. And says, please take it. You could drop it off at the cookout at my house tomorrow. On a scale of 1 to 10, how believable is that interaction, guys? Just take my car. Wait, I wouldn't give anyone my car. 10 being the most? 10 being, like, totally normal. 1 being, like, that's not believable at all. I'm going to oh. give it a 2. Or maybe I should have flipped that, but yeah. we'll go with what Most people would offer a ride. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, there's ride. no Uber back then, as we discussed. Like, I'll call you an Uber, or I'll wait with you till the tow truck or gets here. I have AAA, let me help. Also, she was on the way to his office, so what's she going to do? Like, just make that left-hand turn and be right. at his office in his yeah. car? The only reason I say two is we used to have a neighbor. Like, he tried to make me take his car to prom, because he didn't think that my dates was good enough. <laughs> I just mean, like, in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't generally just give someone your car. I guess when you're that rich and fancy which none of us are well and he knew where to find her the school true yeah so i'm gonna move on from that scene unless you guys have more just just to point out jess had a brand new white peacoat with bows on the pocket she did yes so now we're in the bathroom and cc's hanging out with jess while she's getting ready to go to the cookout and she's saying like oh rich people always giving you their cars like let them eat cars (laughs) which is so cute And Cece points out, like, look, I think that this guy actually likes you. You know, he's single. He's sweet. And I think that you just don't want to date him because you wouldn't have to take care of him. And Jess said she's only attracted to guys who are afraid of success and think someone (laughs) stole their idea. I like an underdog. Yeah. So here's Cece back how we like to see her. Yeah. Supportive, helpful, and being a good friend. Thanks, Cece. Not being mean and emotionally punching Schmidt in the gut every day. (laughs) Right, right. So now we're with Elvin quizzing Winston, and we see that Winston's new plan is not to learn things, but to memorize the answers <laughs> from the quiz game that's used at the bar yeah. to try and look f- smarter in front of Shelby because she he wants to make their relationship official. So that's really going out of your way to impress a girl, I think. 
He was practicing with that little kid. Yeah, with Elvin. He was getting he's getting paid to do his job well, and really memorizing facts. And that was my note from that from that scene. I think Elvin is like the luckiest kid in America. I think oh, yeah. Winston would be the because Winston talks to him like a peer. He doesn't yeah. talk down to him. Yeah, and obviously plans fun activities like helping him get a girlfriend. Yeah, but think <laughs> of how important that would make a kid feel. True. Yeah. So now we are at uh, Jess and Nick have arrived at Russell's. They're walking in. Um, Nick's making fun of it. He's really helping Jess get amped up until they walk into Russell's office. And my favorite thing about this scene is that in the very last season, uh, well, I don't want to like spoiler alert as Joey says, but I think this is safe. Nick has to make a home office for himself and he designs it to be a replica of Russell's office. Yes. Oh, that's fun. So that's amazing when you could throw something back all the way to the first season, I think. So, I don't know about you guys, but everything about this scene makes me happy because oh, yeah. Nick says things like, I'm President Miller. You're all fired. Bring our boys home. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why that Facebook group I'm friends with changed it to Nick Miller 2020 because he references how he's, he's president oh, in this scene. okay. And just starts to get worried. So, this is how evil geniuses are born. <laughs> and I love this whole episode. And you guys were laughing at this when we watched it together. How they talk about the way they describe smells. Like he says it oh. smells like Christmas. Or it smells like going to see a guy about a horse. Yes. Um, so, what are your, some of your guys' thoughts about just Nick's fascination with that office? Well, I thought it was hilarious. Because <laughs> it was like not expected. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I wrote in my notes. I think there's a scene where he puts a cap on. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, he yeah. wears Russell's cap and a sweater. Oh, the chair sweater. Yeah. Not Russell's, the chair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Uh, I thought it was funny because uh, Nick's like kind of out of his element mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, make it his element. And I think I was looking for a bear in that scene. I thought oh, for sure. like I, a bear's head. Because yeah, there's so many shelves on the back and uh-huh. there's yeah. ducks and there was like other things. And I thought, oh, this is where a bear's going to be. I but, did catch yeah. the bear in this episode. You did? Yeah. But okay. we'll wait till we get there. But that's, did, that's good thinking, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. We're out back. Um, and Russell's found very nice backyard. I love how there's people walking around passing trays of hors d'oeuvres, but yes, also Russell's doing the cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. If you're someone like Joe, even if you are like a billionaire, you're like, no, no, I need to do the barbecuing because well, you guys are going to do it wrong. One time I did all the cooking and hired someone to serve up my party, my St. Patrick's. Okay. Then I guess it's normal. Yeah. So, uh, he says, you know, your car's ready. Um, the mechanic wants me to tell you, you do need to change the oil, which reminds me of someone I know at the table. I won't say who. And Starts with an H. Yeah. Ends with a Z. Um, and so they get, the conversation gets interrupted because this lady comes over and says she wants Russell to tell the story of the time he delivered a baby, but it was actually, actually twins. twins. Yeah. And that, of course, you see Jess really start to soften about him then between the, yeah. the deconstructed spring roll. Yeah. And the delivering of a baby. Even though the deconstructed spin, uh, uh, what was spring it? roll spring roll made her want to punch him yeah <laughs> so good i want to punch you so now russell innocently walks into his own office finds nick very comfortable in a chair reading one of his books with those like 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 not those aren't stress balls but i don't know what they are but like a thing to calm you down yeah. in his cap totally inappropriate very little he reaction a pipe very little reaction to yeah. what's going on yeah and he ends up talking to him he says, oh, I was like you once. He gives Nick um, what looks like an iPhone that he got yeah. as a company present. 
And I particularly liked Nick's credit card joke in this yeah. one. How about you guys? Well, I just thought it was so... Because when you can't get a phone, and nobody has a landline anymore. When you can't get a phone, and then you get an iPhone, I mean, that's like winning the lottery. Yeah. And so instead of Russell being like, I'm so rich, mm-hmm. I'm so cool, he just is like, here, guy, here's a phone. Well, we find out his motivation is just because he likes jazz. Yeah, but, but yeah. still. I would never give anyone an iPhone. I would keep it for myself. Me too. I'd be like, what if my phone breaks? What about you, Joe? Joe, you're generous. You would give you someone an iPhone. You are generous. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Joe um, and Joe doesn't like people to go without a TV. Yeah. Yeah, TVs too. Um, I think uh in that scene when he comes in, I you know, he goes, Oh, I used to have a skinny ponytail and yeah. sell my uh blood what? for money. But then I grew up and then I thought it was gonna take a turn for the worse, but yeah. it yeah. actually didn't. So yeah, Nick reacted okay to that yeah. comment. Yeah, yeah, that, that was he looked good. a little hurt. I think because he's just so obsessed with Russell. So then when he says that he's going to give him the sweater, I love how he tells him so seriously, fold it, don't hang it. Yeah. <laughs> but then tells him he's it joking. It's all do whatever you want. <laughs> so now we cut to Jess walking into the restroom at Russell's house. And instead of having like a regular toilet, there's a bidet. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a fiasco. She just is pushing buttons for fun. It explodes yeah. with water. Russell has to come in and save her. So the amount of embarrassing things that have happened to Jess up to this point in front oh, of Russell. I lost count. Is just astronomical. I feel so bad, bad, bad for her. And she just yells basically, I'm not sorry. I don't care if you pull your donation. And he's like, why do you think that? I would never do that. Which is confusing to me why he would have went to the principal then. But I guess the principal Maybe just took a leave. like to vent. Maybe. So um, Jess tries to leave. But Nick finds her outside and says she has to go back in. Be a grown up. Don't be scared. And I hope this doesn't complicate things, but Nick thinks he's in love with Russell. <laughs> but then he finally shares, you know, he likes you. You need to go back in. I think this would be good for you. And I'm like, what are you doing, Nick? Yeah. You'd be good for her. I was like, Nick, you're literally sabotaging yourself. But I think he was so in love with Russell yes. that he just. He's yeah. wanted to keep him around. Yeah. Like, oh, I could get more phones. Or it was just very selfless. Like, he liked Jess so much. He was like, oh, I want her to live in a mansion with a bidet. And he wants to come visit it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hang out in the office. (laughs) So now we're back at trivia and poor Winston is all mixed up on his memorization facts. He gets everything wrong. It's totally embarrassing. And it cuts to the porch where they're dropping off Shelby. Of course, Schmidt drove because Winston doesn't have a car anymore. And um, he's just saying, you know, why he tried to do it because he likes her and they decide to be official. And then in the scene that cracked everyone up, including Joe's and my son, who was in the room and said, why does he keep talking? Yeah, that was hilarious. (laughs) Schmidt yelled some amazing things to them. My favorite being, do you guys want me to put on some Joe to see? Yeah. I like when Schmidt randomly does an impersonation of his grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. That one time and never again. Yeah. Joe, what did you think of that scene? Uh, That was good, especially the ending. I like... At the ending when he said, and then my ma- my grandma would yell something down yeah. from the balcony. You two are beautiful. Yeah. You, want, you wouldn't want to hear it, though, because she was very racist. You know, <laughs> she would yell down, you're beautiful, but she wouldn't invite you invite up you. because yeah. she was a horrible racist. Right. Oh, and yeah. she shouldn't be inviting people off off the streets, regardless of race. Not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're back at the party, and see, this is why I like the scenes where they're all together. It's easier to yeah. talk about. <laughs> now I'm wishing those were all the scenes. So uh, Jess is talking to Russell saying she's not used to people who are all together. He says, I don't have it all together. My daughter like barely even likes me. She says, every eye roll means you're doing something right. Which if that's true, Joe and I raised our oh. daughter amazing, huh, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> good job, guys. We're still doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and 
sure, son. Um, and then she says, that's just what she tells parents. And then he asks her to dinner. And you know what? I just have to, as a parent, mention yeah. that it's wildly inappropriate to date any teacher at your child's school, let alone the one who is currently teaching her. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think it's wildly inappropriate, but I do know that it's happened. No, I know that it's happened, but yeah. it's, it's inappropriate. What do you think, Joe? Well, I mean, these days, the teachers date the students. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> these days, uh, they at do. Least, <laughs> at, least she's picking the, at least she's picking the parent, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm glad it's not from her eight-year-old class. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on from that. So then Jess turns around and to, to cap off of the embarrassment, falls into the koi pond and oh. a koi fish gets in her dress yeah. <laughs> and Nick comes out and goes, Jess, why are you in the koi pond? <laughs> and I didn't even know, know that Nick knew the word koi pond. Right? Yeah. And then he's taking off his sweater and trying to fold it before, I guess he thinks he has to jump in to save her. Yeah. It's like ankle deep water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the takeaway scene at the end is just Nick in the office more saying oh, hilarious so things. Funny. My favorite of that scene being this is President Miller of Earth. Yeah, <laughs> and he wanted to talk to Mr. Galactica. Exactly. What yeah. did you guys think of that end scene? Pretty cute, right? How could anyone not like that? Joe? Yeah, that was funny. I like that. It was. Nice. Okay, so let's share everyone's favorite Jess look. Heather, do you have something to say? Yeah, I just want to say that this is not like, well, I guess it's like in my top 10 episodes, only because mm. my two favorite characters are Winston and Schmidt, and I think their dynamic in this is hilarious. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Jess, look, Joe, what was your favorite? The green dress with the blue sweater and the blue belt. It's interesting you should say that. What was on that dress? Because it looked like it was almost badminton rackets at a crisscross. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't see the detail on it. But... That was your favorite? Yeah. Okay, Heather, what was your favorite? Um, okay, because I'm in love with leisure wear, I have to go with that adorable polka dot robe mm. when she's in the bathroom with Cece. Yes. Um, because she's always in pajamas. We never see her in a robe. So that was exciting. Um, but also, talking about Jess's clothes, you know, it's really hard. I used to have a car like that. It's really hard to have a car like that. Why not take the Peacoat budget... And put it into a, just a suggestion, Jess. You don't have to do it. Well, as she said, she doesn't know how to car, drive cars that work. Right. So okay. that's why. <laughs> um, my favorite Jess look was the white coat she wore when the car broke down. Mm. Because it had like a bow in the back. And it had like a flower up here like on the chest. And I just thought it was very extra. And it was something I would wear. And also there was a bow on each pocket. Yes, you mentioned that already. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It's just exciting. So what are your guys' best dress, Heather? I really went off the grid here. Mm. Okay, I had... To, this is funny what I did. I went with Nick. Just because of the chair sweater oh, and no, the cap. Oh, no, I like it. Yeah, he yeah. looked cute. Yeah. It really suited him. Joe, what was your best dress? Nick's sweater. Oh! Good job, Joe. I have no best dress. Now, I feel like I did it wrong because I didn't say the sweater. <laughs> okay, so favorite Schmidt moment. I feel like... He did a lot of funny things here, yeah. but my favorite was his reaction to Jess getting the car from Russell and saying, like, does it have a push ignition? Please tell me it's not a hybrid. <laughs> like, very not important, no relevant things at that moment. Joe, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? When he was talking to them while they were making out. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good, too. That's what I put. Well, that's, yep. uh, yeah. I actually didn't choose that one because I was trying to find something less obvious, obvious yeah because yeah. it's just such a good scene so our jar count this episode is two, two but they're both self jars yeah which i don't know i don't think i know that's never happened so far so far i don't think so no. I, I don't know if it happens again that's a good point heather thank you 
So what was everyone's favorite favorite or funniest moment? Uh, Heather. Uh, I just, like, every, the whole scene that was Nick acting fancy, mm-hmm. but also then I would have to include the closing scene because he's still acting fancy. Yeah, that's similar to my answer because mine was any moment that Nick's inside the office. So oh, okay. when he's with Jess being fancy, when he's alone, and the end scene being fancy, all those cracked me up. So out of character for him. Right. And it was so funny. Joe, what was yours? So it was kind of a weird one because uh-huh. you'd have to be a bar manager or like an event operator to understand this. But when he gave him the sweater, he's like, oh, usually it's just my boss giving me three credit cards going, hey, just spend where you, where you can. <laughs> you didn't get them from me. <laughs> right. But you didn't get them from me. Right. And he's like, oh, that's a bartender joke. But it, it, to me, that was really funny because, I mean, like, after every music festival I've ever done, I, I probably have 50 credit cards that come to oh, me. Oh, I'm sure. Really? And you just you put them in a drawer and hope to God the kids show up. But the kids don't. They, I, I don't even know if they knew they lost the them. The credit's canceled. Yeah. yeah. But they canceled yeah. them. And I used to run a bar. And it was every, we, had, we had a college night every Wednesday night. And then Thursday was just calling all these kids because mm-hmm. they would lose their licenses and their credit cards. Oh. and. All this stuff, and a lot. Someone would call back, panicked, you know, and I'd be yeah. like, "No, I got it, I got it." But uh-huh. most of ninety percent of the time, it was just gone. Yeah. So, oh. so that kind of hit home with me when he's when he said, "You know, I got it." If my boss usually gives me the credit cards from the bar, because yeah. it, it's it's like that every weekend at bars. Wow. Yeah, every I didn't weekend. Know that that's interesting. Yeah, people are drunk, so oh, so they don't get their card. Yeah, or maybe they're keeping an open tab and then they forget when they go home. Yeah, that's what yeah. we mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So that was your favorite scene then, Joe, because they referenced something. Yeah. And it's a funny scene. Very. Yeah. yeah. You can tell by Russell's face. He's like, oh, that's a joke's joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Honey Roast Award for the best character performance scene I gave to the cell phone store workers because even though oh. it was totally unbelievable, I thought it was really cute and really funny. Yeah. Heather, what was your favorite? Or um, Honey Roast, sorry. This is really interesting. I have Nick for best dressed and for honey rose. Oh my. Just because he went, he was hilarious. That's one. Mm-hmm. And he went so out of character. That's two. Okay. Yeah. Joe? Uh, definitely Nick. Yeah. 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 He, he, throughout the whole show, he was hilarious with his. With his envy of his, oh, he's got a kitchen island, like you can't cut your vegetables yeah, yeah, over there. Yeah, that was hilarious, too. Good, <laughs> good catch. Good then catch. Jess says something like totally stupid about eggs. He's all, could burn. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it all? They're so ridiculous. It just They're makes so me miss funny. being young, just being dumb all the time. Yeah. Okay, so the bear reference in this episode is because when they're talking in the office and about the office, they say Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, and, wow. and bears are based on teddy bears yeah. because of Teddy Roosevelt, but also oh. just the word teddy. Oh, they're based on. Yeah, Caden taught me that. My oh, son taught me that. Wow. I guess there was no bears. Tell him, stuffed bears. When did he come around? This, I'm just gonna. This is like trivia. I'm not gonna talk about it. It'll sound stupid because I don't know. But that must have been a long time ago. Because I mean, everybody Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy. Yes, that was a very long time ago. Yeah, I don't mean. I I thought. I don't know. I thought maybe he was president when I was born, but maybe not. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna move on to discussion questions. Joe, did you bring a discussion question today? So, discussion question is no. I had one. <laughs> I had one, but it was from the Pogo thing. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so, I saw you had a lot of notes from the wrong episode. That's true. Yeah. 
Well, so, you'll be super prepared for Okay, Pogo. so it's okay if you don't have one. I really don't have a a question for uh, for this show yet. Heather, do you have a discussion question about Joe, about the show? That works out perfectly because I came with two short ones, mm. so don't worry <laughs> about it, Joe. Okay, uh, okay. This one I I stole it from the Golden Girls fan page. Has there ever been a series that ended and it really like kind of upset you? Because you were so invested in the plot and the characters. We were all set to see New Girl's end. So let's all say something other than New Girl. A show you're sad to see end? Not just sad to see end, but you're you're invested in the plot and the characters. So it's really difficult. Well, that's in every show I've ever liked. I mean, especially oh. Gilmore Girls. Uh, I was ready for Friends to end, so I was okay with that one. I actually thought you were going to say Parenthood. I don't know why I thought that. I was ready for that to end, too. I watched that on Netflix, though, so I was, like, ready oh, for it to end. yeah. Because okay. I needed my life back. <laughs> so I could stop binge-watching it every weekend. Joe, what about you? Uh, There's not a lot of shows you love other than Cheers. Friends. When oh. Cheers ended, that was really... That was a sad ending, but it was... Uh, that was a good one. Andy. I never knew you were into that show. Okay. Oh yeah. Like Heather, what show. about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Joe will probably understand this. Orange is the new black. <sighs> well, he hasn't finished it yet. The, I was so invested, and then they they kind of left us hanging on some of the characters, and it was really hard because I don't know how to imagine where they are now. Just imagine they're all happy. That's what I try to do when I get sad. Okay. Okay. And then. I wondered if, because the, Winston and Schmidt, I know they're good friends, but mm. in this episode, the dynamic, it borderlined on frenemy. Premises. So I wondered if anybody has ever been in that kind of, um, in you know, competitive relationship with a frenemy. Well, you're my sister, but you're also my friend. And one time oh. when I was little and we were playing checkers, I lost and I threw the checkerboard. Yeah, okay, that's frenemy. Yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's front of me. I think it's more competitive. Compe- we're very competitive. Yeah. yeah. No, you mean even Winston and Schmidt. Schmidt. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I'm not really competitive with any of my friends. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to interject here. And I know that we're trying to walk back how much we talk about our personal lives. Yeah. But literally when our son was like 10, he stopped playing games with you because you were openly cheating. Well, that's different. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that that's, that's, that's a father-son thing. You said oh, friend. Oh, okay, father so I'll, I'll walk it back to another time. When I played Scatterboys with you and our friends, oh. you were making up fake words to win. No, they were real. You just didn't know about them. <laughs> and then if you get Joe in front of a Scrabble board. Oh, oh, you have to bring the dictionary. That's a little, or Google. Yeah. yeah. Heather, did you answer your own question? Uh, no, but I just... I just walk away. I walk away from from frenemies. frenemies. But you yeah. are very competitive. Oh yeah, like when you and I play a game. Yeah, I don't know why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do because it's fun. It's really not. Yes. <laughs> when we have our game nights, I always say, "Why do I do this with people? Like we just get mad at each other." Yeah. Okay. Um, my two questions. Well, I already addressed. That I thought it was confusing. Nick needed a phone and no longer had one since he did have one. Yeah. Um. So we already addressed that. But I was just wondering if you guys are sometimes intimidated or uncomfortable around, like when you go to someone's house for a party and they are super wealthy. Or, like, you're with someone who you think is fancier than you. Do you feel intimidated, Joe? Uh, intimidated? No, not really. Well, you've dealt with a lot of different types of people when yeah. you work. So I think yeah. you're more accustomed yeah. to it. Yeah. You've dealt and, with celebrities. And, and pretty much all my friends are broke, so I don't <laughs> 
not true. I don't true. have to worry about that. They're not from our Russell level. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, what about you? You know, I, I, that only happened to me once. I mean, I went to my friend's house. I just knew her from a coffee shop. And her house was off the hook. It was like this insane mansion. Mm-hmm. And I remember the next day you and I went to get our nails done together. And I was trying to tell you about it. And I was like, I had no idea she was so rich and fancy. And you said, what did you want her to do? Come up and say I'm rich and fancy. Mm, that sounds like my kind of comment because I am mean. Yeah. yeah. I actually do sometimes. I don't know if it's because of my work since I work for a nonprofit and I, you know, help people who are making donations. And I'm used to people coming in and like throwing 50 bucks towards us, which mm-hmm. is great. But when someone comes in and they're like, oh, I'd like to give you $50,000 or 100000 Like suddenly I can't talk. <laughs> And then I start treating them like like they're yeah. like the president because yeah. I'm like, oh, you have that much money you can just give to someone for no reason. They give fifty thousand dollars. I mean, rarely, but oh, sometimes okay. yeah. more like, like ten whoa. and twenty thousand okay. is what I yeah. encounter. But anyways, all right. Well, that's the episode. So we'll see you guys next time for episode number eighteen, Fancy Man Part Two. Ooh, I'm excited. Don't forget that you literally have to check out the Vulture Festival today because of when this is airing. <laughs> if you want to watch the reunion, sorry about that. And have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.